Welcome to Local SEO Today. On this podcast, John Vong interviews business professionals and entrepreneurs in many fields to uncover challenges and successes in business ownership. Our goal is to provide you with insights into the entrepreneurship journey and give you tips and advice from real experience. Brought to you by Local SEO Search based in Toronto, Canada. Thank you for listening to Local SEO today. Subscribe and share this episode. Joining me today is Adam Steele. He founded an SEO company, Loganics, in 2010. They provide SEO services to agencies, businesses, and consultants. Thanks for being on our show today, Adam. Hey, thanks for having me, John. It's, it's nice to chat with you again. It's awesome to hear from a fellow Canadian. I know you're out West and uh, I know it's not as bad as it sounds right now, but it is starting to lock down, I hear. Um, is it as bad as the Toronto area? I, I don't follow the Toronto area too carefully, so I, I can't tell you for sure. However, we did over the weekend have our um, our largest, um, I guess, cases. days or day or weekend of, of, of cases and deaths for that matter. So yeah, it's, it's not getting better. Yeah. And at least we're here in Canada, we kind of listen right to the, the senior advisors, the house ministers, as opposed to down south. So at least being fortunate to be in Canada, I feel a little bit better. Yeah, I mean, this is a conversation on its own, of course, but, you know, it's, it's, yes, at the, you know, if you had said that a month ago, I would have said, yes, you're totally right. You know, people are totally in step in tune, they, you know, they listen to, um, you know, the CBC and etc. And they're, they're taking the advice. And now I don't agree with that. And, and it's, and it's among my own friends, it, it, yeah. it kind of blows my mind a little bit. And, and of course, it's important to be empathetic and 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 see their viewpoint, and and also understand the landscape that we're living in with all the, the different kinds of information. And 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 I mean, you, I remember hearing from somebody who is a reporter and has been one all their life, and they don't know, you know, what to make of what. And this is their job, so you you have to empathize with with people who who don't know what to believe. I mean, I I don't know for sure, so I'm just you know just being careful. I've got a, a newborn, um, you know, things are, are shaky at best as it is. So I'm just going to be careful no matter what, yeah. but yeah, anyhow, it's, uh, it's a weird reality. Yeah. I mean, it's a weird world we're living in. It's definitely been an interesting 2020. Um, so I'll <laughs> get right into it. And if you can share with the audience members a little bit about yourself, um, you know, maybe a backstory about um, how you got started in this SEO uh, journey and uh, your, a little bit about your agency. Um, so if you can just start, Adam, that would be great. Sure. So Loganics, the quote unquote agency, serves uh, generally agencies and in-house teams. So in-house marketing teams for companies. And we provide a SEO fulfillment solution. So that might be link building, it might be citation building, and it could also be individual sort of piecemeal components of, of an audit, for example. Um, so you may not need or want to do the keyword research that is a part of your uh, 
of, of, of every setup for a new client. So you would perhaps ship that off to us or a gap analysis or a content audit or a content strategy and all these little pieces. We, that's sort of the, the role that, that we fill. This started in 2010, as you mentioned. And back then I had just left an affiliate marketing agency here out West in, in Canada. And I had been exposed to a number of different traffic channels like email marketing and social media. Um, or I can't remember if we were doing, I think we were doing some light Facebook ads back then, if I remember correctly. And, and SEO, of course. And it was SEO that blew my mind because um, it, it, it was just hard to fathom that one could influence um, the search results, um, something that I just, I just, I had no understanding of how Google did Google, like how, how those results came to be. And so um, once I'd, I'd gotten a look into that and was seeing how affiliates were doing this to create incomes for themselves, many of them as young as I, and I believe I was in my very early 30s at the time, 20s, sorry, my early 20s at the time. Um, it just, it was incredibly attractive to me, of course, as, as anybody that age, um, you know, just seeing the kids essentially make that kind of money, us as an affiliate agency, sending them five figure checks for a month's work is, is, is a bit mind blowing. So I left them thinking that I could do this by myself and not necessarily the affiliate route, but I thought if I could just take these affiliate tactics, what I understood to be affiliate tactics at the time, and apply them for small, medium-sized business, um, perhaps there, there might be a, um, you know, a business there. And it didn't quite go as, as, a, as I imagined. I ended up working uh, or, or spending time on um, or in forums like uh, Wicked Fire and Warrior Forum and all those types of forums. And there was a lot to learn in there. And, and there was a community in there and um, there was a buy, sell, trade section. And it is in that buy, sell, trade section that I, as a citation builder and seller of citations, submissions to local business directories, um, was born. And that was our first little service. We had seen a couple other brands now, now they're brands. They've been yeah. around uh, for a while as well spring up from those uh, or get their start in those buy sell trade uh, threads and so we you know kind of looked to them and said oh, okay well and i say we it wasn't we but um i saw what they were doing and i you know I essentially just more or less copied it they were doing links i thought okay well i'll just take you know they've got this nice little logo they've got this good copy and i just sort of mimicked what they were doing applied it to citation building and and there we go and that was enough to continue. Uh, it was enough to not go into default on my credit cards. And it was enough to pay my rent, eat food, and get by until I was able to get, um, you know, actual sort of retainer style clients. Um, but surprisingly, it actually did quite well. And citations for quite a while selling to agencies, affiliates, and various other types of folks um, was my bread and butter for at least a couple years. And, um, and it was only probably 
2012, 2013 before the retainers became my bread and butter. And then it became a little bit, a little bit more balanced and a little bit um, more steady, I suppose. And um, not too long thereafter, we rebranded as Loganix. So we weren't Loganix from the start. We were something called Creature Local, if you can believe it. Oh, really nice. strange name, but uh, we rebranded as Loganix and set up our own website and started to move away from the forums, went sort of legit, as they might say. Uh, I got in, um, I got became a part of other communities. I was really fortunate to have Matt Hunt, um, who, who's of your area, reach out to me and include me in some some groups with like Mike Blumenthal and and um, Darren Shaw and and Mary uh, Mary Bowling and just very awesome people that at the time I didn't feel comfortable reaching out to, uh, just because I you know I kind of thought I was this black hat guy from the forums and they were these white knights. Um, uh, and they just didn't want to have anything to do with me, but that wasn't the case. They were very curious about what it is that, that we did in the forums and, and my style of SEO, if you will. And that was a, a big stepping stone that sort of brought me into the sort of more mainstream SEO space and, and provided a, a foundation uh, to grow on. That's awesome. And then we got into link building and link building has been big, uh, ever since we we begun it, I mean, it's been big for a long time, but it was big for us once we got started, and and it was really only recently that we moved into sort of uh, SEO a la carte products like keyword research, keyword gaps, content gaps, and content strategies, and all that kind of stuff. And so now we're hoping that there is a segment. Um, of, of agencies, of in-house that maybe don't feel that they need to do all that grunt work, I suppose, and may feel that they would prefer to just analyze that data. Because we have all these tools, we have Ahrefs and whatnot, and inevitably we grab that information, we shove it into a spreadsheet, we spend all this time massaging it so that it's intuitive. And then from there, we build on a strategy. And so I'm, I'm hoping that Perhaps we can fill this gap where we, um, where we do all the grunt work. We put it into the sheet. We massage it into sort of the way that you would do it if you had the time to do it, and then you can focus on the uh, on the strategy component and and sort of the more exciting bits. And so that kind of brings us to today, more or less. That's awesome, Adam. Um, I just wanted to ask you: um, Did you actually do this online? Uh, like your your studies, even before starting your first job, did you study like technology or IT coding? What what did you go to school for? Accounting, but it it wasn't <laughs> uh, wasn't a good fit. So I went to school for finance, and uh, I hated my co-op gigs in <laughs> reconciling numbers, right? And my first yes. job was in sales and I actually worked in performance online affiliate marketing. Um, oh, and, cool. and I did that for a couple months. I didn't really enjoy the type of, you know, people I was surrounding myself with because they were more the dating sites and pills and mm -hmm. all that stuff, right? Um, but it was interesting to say the least. Like I, I was able to learn a lot about 
like you said, retargeting ads, emails and banner ads, affiliates, everything. So it's interesting that you dabbled in there and I kind of dabbled in there as well. So it's a good um, place to start. You get exposed to so many different types of things and different types of offers and uh, advertisers and publishers. And it, yeah, I, I certainly would not have ended up where I, where I did had I not worked uh, on the affiliate side of things. And just learning what's out there and what's potentially available, right? Like what mm-hmm. a lot of people don't even know what affiliate is, let alone how do you monetize your site with traffic to then generate some income, right? People don't understand the whole world. Um, so at least just learning about it, it just opens up a lot of opportunity. And I think it, it encourages you to start your own site. You know, and, and I always, when I'm looking for folks to hire, uh, I'm I, one of the first questions I ask them is like, what, what, show me your site. How have you ranked your website? And, and oftentimes our most successful folk come to us with having, you know, created their own offers or at least written their own blog content and have promoted or distributed, distrib- distributed that content, um, uh, you know, via different channels, be it medium or, you know, growth hackers or, or what have you. Um, so I can kind of see that they, they, how their mind works a little bit and they've got, you know, boots on the ground a little bit. And so I, I am very grateful for that, that early experience because they, um, they had basically given me free reign. I created my own sort of coupon site and, uh, it was like coupons for mom.com moms.com nice. or something to that, to that extent. And, um, I know yeah, it was such a, a, a good way to get going. I always recommend, um, you know, new SEOs, get, create your own site, create your own offers or find some uh, other offers. It doesn't necessarily need to be an affiliate type thing. You create a little digital product and, and push that. So it's the, the best way to start, I think. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Um, so in terms of like your career path, right? you basically just started doing citations and then you went into Loganics, right? Was there a lot of like um, learnings that you had to overcome? Like, because early days, like you mentioned, it was really just bootstrapped everything to get to where you are today. Um, How hard was it? Like just trying to find customers to then pay you, to then pay the bills, to then sort of scale. Hard to remember now. <laughs> it's a big so blur. <laughs> a, a little bit. I, I don't remember how hard it was. I, I can. I, I'll tell you what I do remember. I remember um, in the earliest months, I, I was still trying to. I was dabbling a little bit in the affiliate stuff and just trying to figure out that the tech. Nowadays, we have all kinds of software solutions for for a lot of these things. But back then, you kind of you you had to know. You had to have a little bit of technical expertise. Um, to you know, figure out things like you know, uh, creating a tracking link, for example, and you know, tracking spend to your offers, and and getting set up in Facebook ads, and um, where do you where do you go to create your graphics, and are you going to pay someone to create your graphics, or do you, you know, we didn't have Canva back then, so create your own your own graphics, and and how do you create you know, what graphic stands out? You just had to learn all of this yourself. And there were great resources, I have to say, you know, within the the the, the forums and and otherwise. But I remember I don't even know if we had Drive back then, like Google Drive. I think it's possible. I, I know for a fact that we used FTP. We just uploaded stuff via FTP. So 
you know, my team member, my first team member was in the Philippines and I would upload, or he would up, when he was done with a, uh, an Excel file, he would upload it to FTP and I would download it from FTP and then I would send it to a client or, or what have you. So all of our, our files were stored that way. And how, how strange now looking back at it, um, you know, building my own web, my own website, of course, he had to learn WordPress and um and before then i had one of those website builders i can't remember what it was called but i i remember staying you know, my friends were out um, this very cliche of course but you know, my friends were out at the bar i was in in this dungeon of a of a of a room uh, which had mold no doubt about it no doubt about it <laughs> i shaved off a couple years of my life and and um yeah, I was just working on building this. It was it wasn't Dreamweaver type um, website building, but it wasn't too far from Dreamweaver. And and I was just you know you know a pixel here, moving at a pixel there, trying to line up things, and and then writing my copy. And and it was yeah, it, there were a lot of late nights. And as things started to get going, I remember multiple nights staying up all night and just, you know, I, I would, I would, I remember the, the sun coming up, eating some breakfast and getting started again, and then trying to have a nap in the afternoon and then, and then go, keep going, keep going, just no sleep whatsoever. And uh, there's a lot of, a lot of stress. I remember trying to take a, a little vacation, but ending up working the entire thing. Um, yeah, there, there was a, I, I don't remember. I just remember little moments I remember, you know, going to a grocery store and, and, and of course my, my card insufficient funds. I remember that happening a few times for like an anniversary dinner, which was really sad, <laughs> really quite sad. Did, did the girl stay with you or did you, yeah, she did, did she become did. your wife? She did. <laughs> she did. She didn't become my wife, but she did stay with me uh, for a little longer anyways. <laughs> it can only happen so many times, right? Yeah. That's awesome. Um, yeah, they, they were no, I, and these, these are similar stories I hear from a lot of entrepreneurs, right? And people don't get it. They don't realize how much hard work, how much determination, and how much grit you have to go through, how many hours you put in, how stressful those days were to become who you are today. And everyone wants to be that person you are today, but no one wants to do the last 15 years of your life right? To get to where you are. So it, it's funny to hear this, but it's the reality. Every business owner, unless you have started multiple businesses with very high success rate or you're funded pretty heavily, if you're bootstrapping it, this is what I hear majority of the time, right? Myself included, you and a lot of these business owners. So I love that. I love the honesty behind it because that's the true business owner's journey right? Um, you have to well, some learn. Some people right? get lucky. <laughs> I've talked to some people and they just kick butt right from the start. I don't know what's going on with that. Yeah, they're, they're, but, but that's one sort of different genes. But that's one in maybe like <laughs> tens of thousands or hundreds of yeah, thousands, it's right? True. It's true. And, and how many of them don't even pass the first five years, right? Let alone the first year, right? So, yeah. you know, that mindset of like, getting through going like just plugging away and did that determination, right. Um, is so pivotal for a business owner. Um, so growing up, did you imagine want to be a business owner? Like what, what did you want to do when you were in high school? I did. I, I, I knew that I wanted to get into business some way 
I, I didn't know what it would be. Uh, although I, I did have one example in my life, um, a, a, a friend of mine throughout high school, his dad was involved in building software for, um, I think building software for, uh, um, medicine and building software for real estate and, and a bunch of other things. And he was involved in the SEO space a little bit. So I just, you know, I kind of, from very far away, I, I was just kind of watching what he was up to, but mostly just the lifestyle that they were leading. Mm. And, it, and it just, it was, it was attractive. I didn't really totally understand what he was up to, but it, it got me interested in, in business ownership because it, it just seemed to be working quite well for this fella. And um, so I, I had that in, sort of implanted in my mind uh, as I, as I went into college, but, you know, again, the accounting thing wasn't very attractive. However, it did, you know, I, like you, we, you know, you, ha you have these co-ops and you work these different gigs and you kind of see what you like and what you don't like sometimes more that you don't like. And, and eventually that, you know, leads you into something you do like. So you know, I, I had a, a good job with the government. I had a good job with a top three accounting firm. And, and it was these, you know, even though I wasn't very good at either of those jobs, um, you know, it pushed me to, to try something, uh, try something new eventually. So um, yeah, and, and it, it was instructive. You, you know, as a, in accounting, you get to see a bunch of different businesses, yeah. and even though you're not involved in them, you you get to see their you know their books, and um, you learn a little bit from the business owners and see see what their day to day looks like. So I'm sure all of that contributes. Yeah, that's that's good to hear. In regards to like mentors or coaches, right? I know you mentioned like Matt Hunt allowing you to get into the community. Were there others or was he the guy that really pushed you along to where you, you know, are today kind of thing? I've had lots of examples, but they were from sort of a distance. So it was never sort of a men mentor-mentee relationship. Yeah. Um, it was more just, you know, I was just keeping a keeping an eye on them and seeing what they were doing. And, um, but yeah, yeah, I, I have a bit of regret not having um, not having found sort of a, a mentor uh, early on. Um, just uh, you know, I, I maybe I just imagined that these things would sort of come about organically. But at the same time, I, I, you know, people are, are very busy and, um, you know, a mentor isn't just going to seek you out. So, yeah, I, I think I would have done, I, I would have been much better off had I, had I been able to, um, had I spent some time looking for somebody that I kind of clicked with and that I might be able to provide value with in exchange for um, uh, them providing some value to me. Um, however, I've, I've done, you know, coaching for example, and, and I found that instructive and, and helpful. So, um, you know, where I maybe didn't have a mentor or mentee, I did invest in, in certain coaching platforms and received, um, you know, maybe not mentorship, but certainly instruction through those. Oh, that's great. Regarding like currently, are you actively using people as well? Or um, is it more communities that you're part of that, you exchange knowledge. More communities than anything. 
Yeah, to be quite honest. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're at a different stage in our business journey as well. Like maybe early days, it would have sped up a little bit in terms of like less mistakes or, um, you know, more fast track things. Mm -hmm. But, and now it's more, it's okay to make mistakes. Just try not to make big mistakes. I will lose (laughs) a lot of money and time. Right. Uh, But it's, it's a part of journey, right. Of a business. Right. So just enjoy the process. Um, Challenges. Uh, What, what, can you think of, or can you think of some of the major mistakes and challenges that you had to overcome um, last couple of years um, during this entire journey of yours? One that immediately came to mind was not hiring um, a bookkeeper or some <laughs> sort of, uh, of accountant of some sort right out of the gate. Like I should have mm-hmm. done that yeah. much sooner yeah. and you know, you don't you don't prioritize your bookkeeping. You don't prioritize your month your um, quarterly installments uh, to the CRA, and eventually that yeah. will catch up with you. And it certainly caught up with me. And I um, I got lucky. They were they were kind to me. If there's such a thing, they were quite kind to me. Um, but uh, you know, it was it was it was tough for a number of months to essentially, um, you know, be beholden to the, the CRA. Um, and it's not like I was trying to evade or anything. It just, I just never got around to it. And I just never realized, I don't know, I just was an idiot and just didn't think there'd be any consequences or if there were consequences, it wouldn't be so bad or, or what have you. And, um, so that was, um, something that I will not soon forget. I'm sure. Um, Hmm. Because you were an accountant? Is that the reason that maybe you, like you studied accountant, you thought you didn't have to, or was it more no, 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 an no. afterthought? Just, just delinquency. That's all. Okay. Just, just, <laughs> I was like, I'd rather do anything other than this. And I will find, I will, I will get my accounting done sooner or later. And, or, or, you know, I could really use this money to invest in, in, you know, this software or whatever. And I I can't put it towards taxes or just poor money management, all of the above really. Gotcha. So, um, you know, these things, uh, have a way of catching up with you. And some years ago, um, at least five, maybe, maybe six, uh, it did catch up with me. And, and that was about, uh, that's when I started listening. So (laughs) that was, uh, a harder and lesson. Um, I mean, there, there've been so many challenges, but it's, it's hard to, to really point to, you know, any, any single one. Um, that's but hi- any- by hiring early is a big thing, right? Like just making sure that whatever you don't like enjoy doing, um, just find, find someone to fill it that actually enjoys it. Right. Because. Yeah. You know, or is just motivated. Yeah, maybe not necessarily they I mean, I don't think there's anybody on this on this uh, wonderful earth that loves submitting to local business directories. Um, but, you know, <laughs> it's a you part know, people of have to put food on their table. Yeah. And, um, and so uh, my employee, or not technically employee, but I suppose contractor number one, um, I, I mentioned earlier, uh, from the Philippines, and he's still with us today, which is incredible 10 years later or at least nine and a half. And 
he's still involved on the citation, not submitting the citations himself, thank goodness, but he's, he's still involved on, on the local search side of things. And yeah, it, yeah, it, that was really learning how, and the only reason, the only reason we got off the ground was because I learned that there was, um, other markets out there where I didn't necessarily need to pay $25 an hour or $20 uh, an hour. I was able to, um, to take advantage is, is the wrong phrase. Um, but, you know, create a, a deal where they were happy with what they were making and I was happy with what I was paying and it was commensurate for the work that was, that was happening. And, and it just helped me because, uh, you know, I just, I didn't feel like I could charge very much at the beginning. And then, I mean, how much do you pay per citation? Not, not exactly much, right? So um, it having that and learning about Odesk, which is now Upwork in those early days, uh, saved my butt for sure. But that's what business and entrepreneurship is all about, right? Like finding and bridging the gap, finding opportunities and if you look at how the supply chain works, everyone makes a little bit, no matter if it's product or service, you find, and this is globalization, right? It's all about finding people that is willing to do the work and find opportunities that you can actually make a margin, right? And that's where businesses arise. And you found an opportunity and you capitalize on it. Um, there's a lot of people that do that. And there's a lot of people that don't take the risks. They don't understand how it works. They don't understand how to run a business, right? So um, at least you're open about that as well. So I love that. Um, yeah. Very similar to myself. I started my company on uh, Upwork. I, I nice. hired as, <laughs> as well in Philippines. Um, and most of my, my staff are still there. So it's a part of the journey, right? And it's, it's great because they're so dedicated and hardworking people and committed. And I mean, I visit them. Loyal. Very loyal. A word that comes to mind. Yeah. Loyal. loyal. And, but they're like true. They're, they're honest people. They're good people, mm -hmm. good hearted people. And that's who you want to surround yourself with. Right. And it's a representation of who you are as well. Right. So yeah. um, it, it's great to hear. What about some of the advice? Because as you know, you've been in business for a little bit longer than the average business owner uh, who's kind of just starting off. Um, so what, what words of wisdom or what advice would you give them who are maybe just starting or been doing it for a couple of years? <sighs> Hire an accountant <laughs> as soon as possible and just make sure that stuff's just on automation, you know, that your installments are paid on automation. That money is, is automatically taken and put towards taxes and it's just out of sight, out of mind. That would be my first recommendation. You, you don't need that kind of headache. Um, the other thing is, is again, sort of related to money is just making sure that at the end of the day, you've got money left over for yourself. I think there's a lot of entrepreneurs that work very, 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 very hard. And then at the end of the day, they, they look at their bank account or what have you. And not that that money is everything, but um, you know, they, they should have something, uh, be it money or investments or what have you for their troubles because it's hard. And, uh, you know, you don't want to, you know, work for 20 years and then look back and, you know, not have, have anything. And, and it took me quite some time to, to really, really only recently to, to kind of 
figure that out and start to plan for that, that for that future. Fortunately, I started quite early. So, um, you know, I, there wasn't quite such a, um, a concern in my 20s about the future. And, um, you know, if you're in Canada, RSPs and things like that and, and investments and all that stuff. Um, but now in my 30s and, and with a, um, a brand new child, um, you know, these are very top of mind. So yeah. I, I think stuff like that, uh, be it you doing it yourself. In my case, I found uh, um, a friend who's a financial advisor and he was able to sort of do a cash flow for me and figure out, okay, well, if you want to get here, then this is how much money should go here is how much money should go there. Um, and so on. And so I just, I know that I need to pay myself X. Uh, there's another thing is, is pay yourself. Don't just like, you know, pay yourself <laughs> just what you need, what you need to get by. Like, and that's all that's for, for at least eight years. That's what I did. I just, I just paid myself what I needed. And, and sometimes that can be, there's, there's no control there. It can go up, it can go down and that's not necessarily all that good, but if you pay yourself exactly how much you need and then you only spend you know, you only spend what, you know, what, what you need. And then that what's left over, you put somewhere else. Um, I would be in a much better position today. If, if that, if, if I did that, um, I was, uh, anti-partner for a very, very long time. I would not even consider it. Not that I had like a bunch of offers or anything, but it just, I just didn't want the help, I guess. And I, I didn't want to share. And what I found later on uh, through sort of a pseudo partnership, nothing a partnership, nothing uh, uh, official or anything is how much quicker you can grow by finding somebody who compliments you and mm -hmm. is able to pick up the slack where maybe you aren't so strong. And in Aaron, my, 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 my partner now, uh, you know, he's much stronger on the finance side of things. So I don't have to worry too much about that. Yeah. And, and how much less stress I now have, because I don't need to think about making sure that, you know, we, there's always X amount of money set aside for payroll. It's not a concern anymore. We are in infinitely more successful because he's looking after that and I can focus on what I enjoy, which is the, the product side of things. So I get yeah. to spend my days on the product side of things, which I, I, I have much less stress, which is very timely now that I have a new stressor. <laughs> um, so just, I guess just the lesson, I suppose, to just being a bit more open-minded to the possibility of, of, other contributions uh, yeah. to, to your business in the form of a partner or like a JV or, or what have you, because yeah. it, it's, um, it won't work for everybody. And I mean, you know, there are horror stories, I'm sure. Uh, but, um, and, and it, despite having worked with him for two years and sort of a pseudo partnership before and having done very well with him, it was still a big, big leap for me, it took me a while to get my head around it. And, and I guess my, uh, my identity was so wrapped up in Loganics that to cut it in half essentially. And, and it just felt, and it was, a, it was an incredibly, incredibly stressful uh, decision, but I am so grateful that I found him 
and that he found me and that um, and that it's working as well as, as it is. So that is a pretty transformational uh, lesson for sure. And I, I love hearing how vulnerable you are in terms of like how raw that is because being true to yourself and being honest to tell all the listeners about like where your your biggest you know challenge was like yes to let go to give up some you know you you understood where your i guess gap was where where your not so strong strengths were right like the bookkeeping accounting aspect and just letting go let someone else who is that zone of genius right hire them make them full-time pay yourself all these things are once like i i went through this maybe five years ago right like i was like look i know my strengths i know i'm good at xxx everything else i can learn it but I don't want to <laughs> because I want to continue doing what I love, right? And mm-hmm. I don't mind paying someone that will save me that stress, save me that burden and and that desire of me wanting to be in control of everything. I don't need to be in control of everything. Once you understand and let go and give other people more responsibility and let them figure it out and then you become a true leader, right? Where you become more of a a owner that's working on the business as opposed to in the business all the time. And there's a big mindset shift there because your brand, your identity has always been, this is my baby. I spent eight years, five years working on it. But then you basically realize like you can't do everything the best of ability from operations, production, HR, sales, marketing, accounting, everything, right? Once you let go, it's like, then you can focus on the bigger picture on potentially scaling or truly understanding like what, what, why are you doing this ultimately? Like, you know, now that you have family, now it's more about like positioning yourself so that you have a better lifestyle because you don't want to be in the business 14, 16 hour days when you have a son or daughter to want to, that wants to play with you. Right. Um, so controlling your time because that entrepreneurial business that you've built should not dictate when to spend time in the business. You should be dictating when not to spend time in the business so you can do things that you are ultimately wanting to do, right? Yeah, they say something like, um, uh, you're, you, you're, ideally, you don't work for the business, the business works for you. Exactly. Yeah. So you need yeah. to make that shift, right? And it seems like you're in the pivotal point of slowly doing that. And I, I love hearing that, right? Um, so I, I know when you're starting off, I know you mentioned like you were in forums and online communities. Did you ever do like live meetings with people like networking and live events or were, was it more digital? Very much digital heavy and okay. no particular... I'm not the type of individual that enjoys working a room and handing out business cards and that sort of thing. And so I think I gravitated towards digital because of that discomfort. And gotcha. um, it was really only, and then I'm not particularly great at it now, but I do push myself more to do it. Um, maybe not this year, but um, in, in 
in a couple years uh, previous, and and I'll I'll do it in the future for sure. But uh, to get out to you know conferences like Traffic Think Tank and and what have you, because um, it's it's very valuable. Those connections are, I and mean, we're talking because of of that relationship, albeit one that we built very quickly, but, um, you know, we, we might not, not otherwise be, be chatting be, because, you know, I may not have pushed myself to get out there and, and do that. So I, I, I think you never know what, what you could find just by showing up, you know, you, even if the, 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 the meetup or what have you, isn't like going to necessarily have your clients at it. And maybe there's somebody that that that's going to be there that knows your ideal client. You don't know that yet, but you haven't met them yet. And so, um, I'm certainly no example for for doing those sorts of things. But in the moments that I have, uh, it's it's been very valuable to me. So I I just try and remember that when I'm debating whether I should go to this or or that. And um, I, I and I totally get where you're coming from because I live that online world for many years. And I used to live on Kijiji selling a lot of old stuff for margin. I was those guys. I was a a hustler. And uh, for me, I I ran the online, you know, affiliate world. I I did so many things that people don't really know my side of the story, but I was always out there trying to figure it out. Right. Like, I was always curious. I was like, how did these ultra successful people do it? Right. I'm doing, I'm going out there meeting people. And yes, I could have, you know, met, went to a hundred networking events and everyone was selling me MLM all the time. Right. Cause I was out there. I was like social and everything, but it wasn't for me. Right. Like I knew when I could, I could then eventually read people and read people to know if they're in it for the right reasons or not. And that's a a skill that I've learned over many, many years of meeting thousands of business owners, right? And unless you actually train and actually do it for a lot of times and it becomes more of a habit, it's it's hard. And you have to get outside of your comfort zone. And just to give you, uh, you know, uh, uh, words of encouragement, Adam, is going out to events not only like I go to local U sometimes I go to some of these uh, SEO events. Um, I join some communities. It's all about just showing up and being engaged and active because what's the point showing up and not even being engaged. You're just like a, a spectator that didn't even join if you're not yeah. going to be active. Right? So if you're going to do it, go with a purpose of actually wanting to provide value of actually engaging with others. Because if you don't, then you're just like anyone else on the outside. Right. Um, so for me, one it's good, all about, you know, everything. Yeah. Go one ahead. One good little tip that I, that I picked up along the way. And I, and I did try um, was a lot of these uh, events. You, you can get some sense of who's going, be it, be it by following the hashtag early on, yes. or um, you know, with some like meetup. I think, for example, you can see sort of the, the folks that are that are planning on attending, or uh, you know, joining. You know, sometimes these things come up of uh, a Slack group that exists, like Traffic Think Tank, for example. And so, what I did it was I, I made an effort of trying to. 
socialize with these folks before the event happened so that there was sort of a foundation already built and and I could look for faces and be like, oh, remember that conversation we had? So it's not just a blank slate. Yes. I found found that as uh, sort of the ultimate um, sort of conversation starter. Yes, especially if you're like, I'm very much of a extrovert. I go out and meet anyone. I get that sense. (laughs) And and it's okay, right? Because for me, it's not like, I want to, you know, I just want to get to know people and be nice to everyone, right? Like there's nothing more than building strong relationships and you never know when you're going to cross paths or whatnot. So for me, that's, that's the whole point about like being social, go out there, do something that you're passionate doing, right? If you're out there to help others, people will know versus if you're out there selling, everyone hates salespeople, right? But if you're out there just being good or being curious and wanting to give, then they'll know, right? People will either like it or not, right? And they'll let you know, they'll add you or block you right online you'll know very quickly so i don't know it's it's fun right this whole journey of like reading people sales networking um so now that you're a father right um has things changed in terms of your business your focus um how you really like time manage your day yeah and 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 folks said it would and and um, and I believed them. I just didn't know what to what extent. Uh, and and what I had heard is that um, that I would become more effective, more productive, uh, a better time manager. Um, and then that that is one hundred percent. I've never been more consistent at more things in my entire life. And it's. Uh, it's because it's sort of there's an enforced sort of structure around a baby and his sleep times and all of this, his feeding times. And, and, and I'm a very, um, you know, my wife and I both work from home. Um, so we're as involved as we can be. And her and I have shifts, baby shifts. And I cover this time and then she takes her shift and then I take. Um, so like, for example, my night doesn't end till about 2.30 a.m. She'll take over at 2.30 a.m. And, um, and and then I'll wake up at around 9.30 and then I'll start and then and then she does some work. And then and so there's just this 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 baked in structure to every single day uh, and what that has encouraged i suppose i don't want to say forced but encouraged is routines and what i have found is so you look for little sort of hacks to save a little bit of time and then that's nothing revolutionary but for example um during my shift at night i will make sure that my breakfast is entirely prepared in a container that my water is already poured that my coffee is ready in the machine um, that basically when I wake up, if I have to go straight into, if suppose he's awake um, and sometimes he is, and sometimes he could be awake in 30 minutes um, that I'm ready to go and that I have food ready for me and, and all that kind of stuff so that I don't bring any sort of negative energy into that, into that shift. Uh, and, and so, and, and then on top of that, I said, okay, well, what if I wanted to start taking vitamins again? 
So then I stacked what they, I think they call it habit stacking. So I stacked that habit on top of it. And then, I, and lately I, I was thinking, you know, I'd really like to be able to do a hundred pushups in one go. And so I said, okay, well, what's the max I could do now? And so in morning I got out of bed and I started doing that same thing with cold showers. And I just keep stacking these, these, these little things on top. And, and, and it's this structure that has sort of afforded me or, or pushed me into this sort of more disciplined world. And, it's wonderful. And, and the work still gets done. I'm still, I still get as many hours as I need. Um, and you know, like when you're, when you're having to get a paper out the door, if you were assigned that paper like months ago, that doesn't actually help you all that much. But if you were assigned it three days ago, you're going to bust your butt to yeah. get that done. And, and I find the same thing is true. I can't mess around anymore. Yeah. I have X amount of hours yeah. to get what I need to be be done, and I and I have to do it because I, I don't have any other choice. And there's no excuses. No one else is going to yeah. take care of your son. It's you and yeah. your wife, and there it's your duty, right? And yeah. if Privilege. you let things don't drop, someone's going to you know break, right? And therefore, you need to. And that's the same thing with your business, right? So the mindset, the discipline. It only occurs when you're a business owner and you're a father, right? Like you, and it's hard to explain it to someone before they're a father, right? Oh, yeah. Or before, and running a business was fine, but running a business with a small child during a pandemic when he's at <laughs> home, it's a little yeah. bit more challenging. So, you know, people can actually understand you a little bit more when you become a parent living through the same experiences that you're going through. But until you're there... No, you can't even explain it to someone or you can't even realize how, what they're going through. So I, I love hearing that, man. It's, it's awesome. So where do you see yourself in the next uh, five years, 10 years? Do you see yourself staying with Loganics, growing, scaling, selling? Where, what, what's your future like, Adam? This year was all about building rebuilding the foundation of our business. So everything from um, the people to the SOPs, to the website, to the copy on the website, just getting everything tuned in. Our, our email marketing, we, we've been real lucky to, to hook up with some really intelligent consultants in each of those spaces yep. and, and have them do work for us um, instead of hiring internally. Uh, yep. we, we just found that to be a, a much better option. And um, next year is going to be building the sales side of, of, of everything. So just now that we've got kind of the found, so one of the reasons we, we this year, we didn't focus too much on sales because we couldn't capture those sales properly with a good email sequence and all yeah. of that kind of thing. So now that that's in place, now we can really focus on the sales side of things. So maybe next year, you know, we, we start doing webinars, maybe next year, um, we think about you know, getting back on YouTube with you know, videos and whatnot, or um, maybe we hire a salesperson instead of it just being myself and my partner. Uh, you know, these, these little things, now that we've got, you know, uh, case studies, uh, yeah. now we, we have, we have collateral to give to people. These are all things we didn't have a year ago. Mm. So next year is going to be a big sort of setting up the growth engine, if you will. And then um, after that, I don't know. Uh, I, I, maybe there's a sale in our future. I, I don't think we'd be um, 
opposed to it. But I, I don't think that the business is in a place yet that it would be super attractive just because Aaron and myself are, are, are still so involved. Yeah. Um, so I think that the, the, the ultimate goal would be able, would be for him and I, I just, I just learned about a, a business that recently sold in our space and um, the owner, he says, you know, before they uh, contemplated selling, he, his wife and his kids just left, went to Europe for a month and just left the business in the hands of um, sort of their most senior staff, their sort of quote unquote GM. And uh, essentially that was sort of a test, you know, are, are we ready? You know, could we sell this? Am I that, uh, am I no longer needed in this business? And so I think something like that for my partner and myself, you know, we, we just, we find that person or we train that person up so that him and I, um, and we build, you know, the processes and teams and all that to get it to a place where him and I could just leave. That's awesome, man. I mean, yeah. you'll, you'll figure it out when time comes, but it sounds like there's still a lot of work. It sounds like oh, you're yes. still enjoying the process because entrepreneurship, growing, scaling, hiring more for different departments that's a part of growth, right? And you're going to have growing pains. There's going to be a lot of mistakes along the way, right? Hiring the wrong people, mm -hmm. learning about the process, you know, figuring out that funnel, right? Um, it, it's, it's the whole journey. It's the process, man. Just enjoy it. Take it day by day. Don't get too stressed because everyone's going through it. It's not just you. Every business owner goes through the exact same thing and they think they know what they're doing, but no one has a clue what they're doing half the time. <laughs> um, and it's true, right? I speak to them all the time and they're like, I just try to minimize the mistakes. I still make tons of mistakes every day. And it's part of yeah, it. Minimize the downside, as they say. Exactly. So how can some of the listeners get a hold of you, your business and reach out to you directly? Loganix.com is probably the best route. L-O-G-A-N-I-X.com is the business, is, is sort of the, the channel for uh, through which I communicate. I'm not super active on, on Twitter. Um, just I don't really know what to say, to be honest, most of the time. <laughs> so I just don't say anything at all. Um, and I mean, I'm in a lot of marketing uh, Slack communities, so you can find me there as well. And, and I'm more than happy to answer any any email if anybody had any questions adam adam at loganics.com um, feel very welcome to um, to ask me any questions or whatever well thanks a lot adam it's been a pleasure having you on our show um it, it was great learning about your journey uh learning about a little bit about your business and i know you're a father now um best of luck because Thank my you. my my Ultimate thing is uh, just be present. Just don't forget that he's now a part of you and be the best dad, be, be there for him, right? And that's being able to run a business to free up time to spend time with a kid has been the ultimate gift I felt in the last mm -hmm. five years since I've, you know, my son's five now. And now I'm able to pick him up, drop him off and spend, mm -hmm. and I disconnect at five, right? And just be present with them, right? So I have that luxury. And I, I think that's, as an entrepreneur, just remember, not a lot of people have that privilege. So enjoy it. Thank you.
you for listening to our latest podcast. Please subscribe to Local SEO Today and tune in to our next episode.